What is good, everyone, and welcome to the We Just Talk Wrestling Podcast. My name is Kyle. I'm here with Dylan. Yeah. Yeah. We have a loaded show for you guys today, but as always, we'll break down the weekly shows, going over any stories from all the different promotions. We'll be reviewing WWE's SummerSlam event. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at WJTW19. Give us a five-star rating on whatever platform you use to listen to the show. So, Dylan, what caught your eye in wrestling this week? First off, are we allowed to call it Twitter still? Or is it or is it X? You know, I don't know. Is it just X? Because when whenever you like type it in, it just say Twitter.com, doesn't it? That is true. Uh, anyway, so Twitter back and on. X. <laughs> Twitter. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So um, I didn't think we'd have to talk about this person in depth again. Mm. But my news story revolves around Vince McMahon. Yep. So we covered at nauseum last year all the, the misconduct allegations against him. He was like a feature in the news story for, what, like two months, it seemed like. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, now um, the feds are involved, the FBI. Uh, <laughs> federal law enforcement agents executed a search warrant on World Wrestling Entertainment boss Vince McMahon and served him a federal grand jury <laughs> subpoena. Um, he has not publicly addressed all these things. I think the only thing he has said is he's innocent. He didn't do anything wrong. Um, the SEC was investigating him for all the money, and that's where they found out he spent like $14 million to pay people off um, or, or whatever the, the monster number was. Um, but now the feds are involved. WWE has reportedly been very cooperative. Um, they're basically allowing them access to whatever they need access to and for those who don't know basically a subpoena is like a a summons to court so vince mcmahon will have to go before the uh the grand jury and i guess i guess testify or 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 whatnot so um a more twist and turns to this whole vince mcmahon story and it's seemingly getting worse for him so my question to you kyle is why the hell is he still affiliated with wwe or endeavor or whatever they're going to call the company moving forward. I think it's going to be like TKO. Why would you want this person involved at all? I mean, we've been saying this for two, three years now. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense that that RE person who runs the whole endeavor, why why would you even want this guy close to your company? I mean, this is someone that just destroys everything now that he touches um, literally. So, um, Dude, I would love to be on that. Dude, if I can get jury duty for that one, dude, I would, <laughs> I would fucking guilty his ass. Um, so, um, I don't think we're no. going to be called uh, to be jury, <laughs> jurors imagine? on the Vince McMahon. <laughs> Could you imagine? We yeah, we wear, we wear our T-shirts. We wear our T-shirts to the sh- to the. <laughs> yeah, I have a Vince. Uh, I have Vince's face on my T-shirt with. An I got extra, the Vince but... loves cock um, DX shirt. Remember that they put out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> i'll wear that yeah no but man this is um it's just something new right it's just yeah something new just something. Add, like every month now about him and he really shouldn't be anywhere near the company i'm really hoping that something further goes um for this and uh hopefully we can get him just out of here because he's warm than he is any he's not doing any good no. honestly like in the work business right now in WWE, he's just restricting Triple H. That's all he's doing. Yeah, and like put put like creative stuff aside to TV. 
this person being involved in any kind of business at this point from like, why would, why would sponsors want to be affiliated with WWE as long as Vince is affiliated? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I fear that I, I said this last year when all this stuff broke that like that could potentially happen down the road. Um, we've yet to see that yet, but we also haven't seen it get to the scale yet. So, I mean, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Lock his ass up. Uh, so <laughs> I am going to go with mine real quick. So it was reported by, I believe, PW Insider first that Kyrie Sane has agreed to terms with WWE to return to the company. The 34, 34-year-old vet has been working for Stardom and New Japan Pro Wrestling since her departure from WWE. This is definitely a Triple H signing because she is a workhorse, very charismatic, be very flexible in the women's division, and she plays a really great character. Um, top threat for the women's title. She can tag with someone like Asuka. You can, you know, throw her with EO and Nantai. There's so much that you can do uh, with the Kairi Sane. Um, she was obviously a favorite of mine, Black and Gold, so I cannot mm-hmm. wait to see what Triple H has in store for her. I think they're aiming for, like, October, November for her return just because I think she has stardom, like, dates. But um, this is massive because yeah. I think she can be at the top of the card. Um, we saw in NXT her as the big champion. Um, so, uh, I would not be shocked if she holds a world title and be treated a lot better than she was with Vince. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a, I think it's a great signing. Um, if, and when it does happen, um, or whenever she shows up, I think like you can never have too much depth. You know what I mean? And we talk about that a lot on this show and, you know, I think she adds great depth. She adds great versatility. You could easily see her in like a, like a mid card singles feud. You can also see her feuding for a title. Um, I think she's very versatile, um, and I mean, you've been a big fan of hers for quite some time. So, yeah. um, definitely, definitely a signing that, um, I'm not going to say is needed by WWE, but definitely gets a, gets an A grade for me. I think it's a big one. No, absolutely. It's one of their better signings, I think, Yeah, since it, with the Triple H, um, arrival, but it is time now for AEW. Are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> Starting with Rampage, Blackpool Combat Club beat Best Friends in a parking lot fight, which was a lot of fun to watch. Off to Dynamite, Trent Beretta beat John Moxley and Penta in an anything-goes triple threat match. Aussie Open defeated Commander in El Hijo Del Vikingo to retain the ROH World Tag Team titles. The shocker of the week, Hikaru Shida defeated Tony Storm to capture the AEW Women's title in the main event of the show. As much as I love Sheeta, this was just really random. I mean, I don't even know when the last time she was on TV and she just won the title. Mm-hmm. So very interesting. Very interesting. Um, off to Collision, FTR beat Brian Cage and Big Bill to retain the AW Tag Team titles. Another very fun match. Chris Statlander beat Mercedes Martinez to retain the TBS title. And in the main event, CM Punk beat Ricky Starks to retain his real-world title with Ricky Steamboat as the outside official. Um, Also, we know that MJF versus Adam Cole is going to be official for All In, um, as we're pretty close um, to FTR versus the Young Bucks again for the AW Tag Team titles. It's going to be great. Mm -hmm. Um, And we're also inching closer to CM Punk versus Samoa Joe. So, uh, Dylan, what do you think of AEW this week? Uh, I mean, Collision still continues to be, in my opinion, the best of the three shows that they oh, put out weekly. Um, 
I think I think Dynamite still running into a lot of the same issues that it's that 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 it has had for like the last year. Um, I think Collision is doing a lot right. I'm not crazy about this whole two world title thing. And the reason why is because it doesn't make any story sense that MJF <clears throat> has not come out and spoken yeah. about it. I mean, you got this guy who's parading around as the the real world champion, CM Punk. And I get the angle he's trying to do. Yeah, he never officially lost the title, blah, 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 blah. But, like, it doesn't make sense that this dude's parading around as champion when your real champion isn't speaking up about it. Like, yes. that, I, that's, that, that's definitely got to be the direction eventually. So maybe once we get past All In, maybe I'm, I'm sure they'll have something. But that's still odd to me. So storytelling still kind of inconsistent with AEW. But, yeah. No, 100%. Um, do you think Adam Cole beats MJF? I, I said it a while ago that I think Adam Cole should beat yeah. MJF. I don't. I don't think like if we get Punk and MJF, I don't need to see Punk beat MJF. I think MJF would have to go over in that regard. If someone's gonna beat MJF, I think it should be Adam Cole. But if it's not, who is? I, I see that's a that's the million dollar question. I have no idea <laughs> at this point. Who do you think? I mean, do would you roll with someone like Kenny Omega? Um, it's really interesting. I mean, is he going to be face at this time? Are they just going to keep doing MJF as this like big baby face, dude? I I really don't know what direction that they're going to go. I mean, there's a lot yeah. of options, so we'll just have to wait. I think and see. I think Omega, uh, like a guy like Omega and Page, I think would be safe. Yeah, uh, considering they've been there, done that. You know what I mean? Mox would be another safe option if they wanted to go down that road. I think if Danielson was cleared he could be the guy to beat MJF, but right now I think it's Adam Cole. Yeah, no, I I, uh, I agree there. Um, we're going to go to uh, Dylan with the WWE News. All right, so uh, Raw and SmackDown had their go-home shows for SummerSlam. Um, yeah, there was some storyline progression, but it's a go-home show. I mean, at this yep. point, you're watching the pay-per-view anyway. So let's go to Monday Night Raw. Ludwig Kaiser defeated Matt Riddle uh, via pinfall with the DDT before the match. Walter said he was disappointed with his Imperium um, partners. Yeah, Yeah. teammates. There's the word. And uh, that he expected Kaiser to take care of Riddle. Riddle continues to kind of be buried a little bit on TV. That's the the word I see going around on social media. Um, They just have nothing going for him. And, I, I mean, I'm not missing Matt Riddle if I'm being brutally honest yeah I know it's unfortunate but yeah um Maxime Dupree uh defeated Valhalla or Sarah Logan uh with the ocean cyclone suplex it was Um, cool that was like the best part of the match yeah yeah and speaking of the Alpha Academy Chad Gable uh defeated Walter in a five-minute challenge by just simply beating the clock um (laughs) <laughs> this was after uh, Gable accepted a challenge backstage or whatever, uh, where he ran into Walter, who suggested that a guy like Chad Gable couldn't last five minutes with him. Chad Gable's a fucking machine, dude. <laughs> dude, this um, could literally be a WrestleMania main event. Yeah. Like, then, I'm not even joking. Yeah, and then after the five minutes, um, Walter basically demanded more time, and he was given that, and then he did defeat Chad Gable in singles action. Um, In one of the most confusing things WWE has done in the last month, they pulled a match like this off of SummerSlam to put it on Raw, and then nothing really progressed. And that is Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus. 
They had a match on Raw. It ended via DQ after Zoe Stark got involved. This was kind of, in a way, supposed to be the feud ender, right? Am I, I am mean, I the only one? And, and and obviously that's not the case. So maybe they're gonna have a match at Payback. Like I, I'm I'm so confused on the direction. I think we're gonna talk about this match a little bit more in depth later. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I think they could end it. in – I think they're doing Toronto in two weeks. So okay, makes sense. Yeah, I, I just know a lot of people were mad that this wasn't at SummerSlam. We'll we'll talk uh, about that. Yeah, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura also defeated Tommaso Ciampa in singles action. Uh, we also got video packages hyping up the uh, Shayna Baszler Ronda Rowdy Rousey MMA rules match. Uh, we also got some progression from Rhea Ripley and Raquel uh, Rodriguez after she hit her with a chop block, furthering that story. Uh, so hopefully we actually get to see Rhea on a uh, a pay per view very soon. We also got a brawl with uh, Ricochet and Logan Paul hyping up their match, and then more Cody and Brock build. The the video so package good, surrounding that is so so good. I've said this numerous times to you. No matter how bad WWE's programming is, they always hit a home run with these hype videos. Yeah. Always. I, I can't remember a bad one. These, like, little promo videos. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, I used to watch them on YouTube as a kid all the time. Anyway, let's move on to SmackDown. The Brawling Brutes uh, defeated the OC. Or, excuse me, it ended in a no contest after the new version of the street profits the more serious they came out in suits obviously aligned with bobby lashley i'm very very intrigued to see where this goes they should call them the hurt profits just saying the hurt profits is that kind of corny or is that cool i mean do you think it's cool uh yeah actually i do think it's cool yeah yeah yeah. Then, yeah, then, but... yeah i'm on i'm on your side brother yeah but <laughs> i think there's gonna be more members so it won't be that anyway but go on yeah, I mean, there's a whole Carmelo Hayes thing potentially looming. Uh, Austin Theory defeated Cameron Grimes via pinfall after hitting the A-Town down. Um, the Santos, Escobar, and Austin Theory match is going to happen on this upcoming episode of SmackDown, be I good believe. One. Uh, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Another match that should have maybe been featured at SummerSlam, but I think they're going to put on a banger. Selena Vega defeated EO Sky via pinfall, and uh, we got Shotzi Blackheart chasing Bailey throughout the arena. She interrupted the Grayson Waller effect, trying desperately to shave Bailey's head, uh, much like Bailey did to her. I'm digging this sort of uh, chaotic shots. I am something. too. Yeah. Um, I dig the new look with the, with the buzz head. I think she looks it, great, I think it fits. Um, and I love this sort of, sort of unhinged gimmick that they're going with. I think it's some gonna, people said it, it was cheesy. I, I didn't get cheesy. I, no, I, I, think, I think it's, it's great. a lot of progression. Yep. Yeah, I think it's great for her. Uh, LA Knight also defeated Sheamus um, in singles action, and Jay Uso defeated Solo Sokoa in the main event of the show. Um, they had one final uh, talking segment. Roman was not there, which, meh. Um, hyping tribal combat, basically, and, and um, Jay getting the win. Right before the big pay per view doesn't shock me. I think it's pretty safe yeah. booking, but even a, a so called down week for the Bloodline story is still great because they're the best story in wrestling right now. So it's all right that they kind of took the back seat on SmackDown. Other things got progressed, and I'm very happy about that. No, everything that needed to be progressed was. Um, you can't fill a card with you know so many matches. Remember, we went past midnight at SummerSlam. Could you yeah. imagine if they added? Three, you know, Rhea, Becky, and Santos would be yeah. there at one thirty in the morning. So yeah, I think well, they did a good in, job. In, yeah, in hindsight, 
it makes sense the way yeah. the show was panned out. We still got a four hour show with like seven or eight matches. Um, so yeah, in hindsight, it makes sense. I understand people's frustration going in though. Why wasn't Trish on at SummerSlam? Why was the U.S. We'll title? But yeah, yeah, we'll get into that. Yeah, yeah that's we'll, all. We'll, I got. Yeah, I think actually WWE is pretty strong for the most part this week. Um, I actually enjoyed Raw um, for most of it. SmackDown was not a bad show either. So um, I really dug the uh, the progressions going into SummerSlam. But we're going to go into the indies uh, this week. Don't are you ready? Yes, sir. So this week, I'll be highlighting Pro Championship Wrestling based out of Yuba City, California. Talking about some of the action, starting with New Buds defeating the Adult Dudes in <laughs> tag action with a Lariat Russian leg sweep combination. Rayshon Prince successfully defended his Inter-California title against Nathan Brick after a draw due to time running out. Usually we end things on the main event, but I want to highlight a segment. So Kimberly Diamond recently lost her title to Mac Daddy Milo. So she comes to the ring going up to literally every member of the crowd, kind of like going up to him, kind of stalking him, really getting into their face. Her character is supposed to be like a psychopath and it was really well done, giving me some flashbacks of like the young Rosemary. So I really enjoyed that. Um, my MVP of the week does go to Rayshon Prince. He's a phenomenal athlete, relentless in his offense, and love how he hits all of his moves with such ease. So go check out Pro Championship Wrestling on YouTube with my MVP being Rayshon Prince. Awesome stuff. We will be sure to tag both the promotion and Kyle's MVP on social media like we do every single week. So you guys can give them a like and a follow. And if you have any promotion or wrestler that you want Kyle to check out, please send them our way. Yep, absolutely. Kyle, Kyle wants any reason to watch independent wrestling. So give I him know. a reason. You might as well, you might as well <laughs> keep going, man. I watch so much at this point. Might as well keep uh, adding to it. But Exactly. Uh, so, usually we do the This Day in History and Power 5 segment right, uh, I guess, right now. But uh, we're going to skip that just because we're going to have a lot to talk about about SummerSlam. Um, mm-hmm. So, let's get, Dylan, let's get right into it. Oh, so excited. Um, SummerSlam 2023 review. As always, we will talk about every match. Give a grade at the end. Um, we were, basically, you, me, and Christian all looking forward to this mm-hmm. event. Yep. Um, you know, Ever since before Money in the Bank, we're like, dude, SummerSlam, going to be a good one. So uh, I'm very excited, Dylan. What what was your um, excitement level going into this? Um, I On a scale of 1 to 10, I was around an 8. Um, okay. I was very, very stoked because earlier in the week, I found out I was actually able to watch SummerSlam live. Yeah. So that, that changed my perspective a lot that I'm like, oh man, I don't have to watch the replay and risk social media spoiling things. So that made me more excited. But the card actually, despite some matches not being on there that I hope to see, like I told you, it all made sense in the end. I think we still got a very solid card going into oh, this night. Yes. It, was, it, was, it was definitely an excitement level pretty high. Oh yeah, me too. Especially more so than um, any other was. What was the one that we just watched? Was that SummerSlam 2009? Yeah. Dude, that one was awful. Yeah. Oh my gosh, dude. I remember that being a lot better than that. But um, uh, we were kids. <laughs> that is true. Um, 
So we start with the first match here. Ricochet taking on Logan Paul in singles action. Uh, quick hurricane run by Ricochet, sunset flip by Paul, and we are starting quick. Surprisingly, we saw a side headlock by Logan Paul using the ropes to his advantage, choking Ricochet. Big rights and lefts by Paul in the corner showcasing his boxing ability. Running power slam by the heel, mocking Braun Strowman, which is Ricochet's tag team mm-hmm. partner, as Logan's in complete control. Split, split leg drop by Logan, but here comes a babyface of Moonsault for a near fall. Massive backdrop by Logan, followed by jumping clothesline. Missed Spanish fly by Paul off the apron, but Ricochet connects with one on the outside. I thought that was really cool. Nice strategy by Logan, not allowing the high-flying offense to happen. Inside-out lariat by Logan. Cross-body moonsault combination for a near fall. And we have to admit, Logan Paul is really good at pro wrestling. Yes, he shoulder is. First, his shoulder first in the ring post. Hurricane neckbreaker by Ricochet off the top rope. Moonsault back elbow as Ricochet is back into the fight. Springboard crossbody shooting star for a near fall. Moonsault tornado DDT by Logan Paul. My goodness, dude, at this point we are cooking. Huge knee uh, into a recoil by Ricochet. Knees up on the attempted shooting star for a near fall. Inverted face first power bomb by Logan Paul into a massive springboard splash for only a two count where he literally almost cleared the ring with that springboard super kick by ricochet massive kick fireman carry side slam as ricochet tries to end the match but he's also selling the injured ribs which i think michael cole alluded to a couple times in this match so it goes up a little bit slowly missed 630 but after he misses it they pan to the outside where someone hands logan paul some brass knuckles um ref obviously doesn't see it knockout punch one two three and logan paul wins the match Really cool finish, I thought, because mm-hmm. Logan won by heel tactics. Yep. Ricochet didn't technically lose clean, so I think all in all, we all won here. Uh, this was fantastic. High flying, so much action. We couldn't even catch our breath. We know how great Ricochet is. He's been for so many years. He made Logan Paul look so good, but dude, Logan just continues to get better every time he's in the ring. Mm-hmm. He told a story with Samantha Irvin on the outside. Um, injured ribs. I, I love the shortcut victory by the heel. I liked everything about the match, yep. um, especially the pace. Uh, Dylan, what'd you think? Yeah. The, so Logan Paul's an athlete. So him doing some of the things he can do in the ring doesn't shock me. The thing I'm becoming <coughs> more and more impressed with when it comes to Logan Paul is his in-ring psychology. He knows how to get heat. Obviously, he, like, relishes in it. He knows he's fucking hated. Yeah. And early in the match, you notice the pace was much different than people wanted. And you could hear, like, you could sense the crowd's getting bored. That was on purpose. And you could tell. And he was eating Mm -hmm. it up. He's not doing flippy stuff right now. He's doing body blows. He was boxing Ricochet early. Yeah. Um, And every time the crowd would boo it and they'd be like, this is boring or whatever. Because I'm pretty sure a this is boring chant did happen at one point. And he just relished in it. He loved it. So that 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 little added touch of psychology is what makes Logan Paul even better in my eyes. Uh, good storytelling between the two. A lot of people I saw didn't like the finish. It fits. It fits perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um, so that in that way, I'm all for it, even though Ricochet does take the pin. Like you said, he didn't really lose clean. He lost by brass knuckles. Um, so it kind of protects Ricochet as well. 
I think this is probably a one-off. I don't know if we're going to get more Ricochet, Logan Paul to probably go their separate race now. I don't think we need to. Yeah, yeah I, I don't, I don't, to. I don't think we need to. It would make a lot of sense for Logan yeah. Paul to just not show up till like Survivor Series in Chicago, another big market. Um, so yeah, I think I think everything here worked for what we needed it to be, and we got some exciting flips. So a lot, a lot of fun. Uh, would you give it out of five? I'm at three point eight out of five. So I was at four, and Christian was actually at four. So uh, we're all around the same grade there. But going into the next match, Cody Rhodes taking on Brock Lesnar. Brock catches Cody with a big suplex, drop a down right hand with two disaster kicks, but gets caught on the third attempt. Suicide died by the American Nightmare, and this is an absolute fight. Cody driven spine first in the ring post, big leg, or sorry, big kick to the leg, just tossing Cody around the ring as that follows with a belly to belly. I just love the way Cody sells every move. It really separates him from everyone else. Loved how Corey Graves also on commentary said that this is Cody versus himself more so than Cody versus Brock. And that is uh, followed with a twisting, releasing German suplex. All Brock Lesnar early. Seems like he is okay with a countout victory, but Cody just keeps coming back. You can see the ribs of Cody really bothering him as Brock shouts it'll only get worse. Snap suplex by Brock. Actually did enjoy the story with them really selling Cody Rhodes, having the guts um, to just keep fighting back, um, just keep coming back into the ring multiple times. I really enjoyed that aspect. F5 on the outside by Brock. Cody barely breaks the count as the crowd gets back into it. Cody takes a fight to Lesnar, but another German suplex. Um, F5 through the announce table by Brock. Breaks the account again just by hair. I did love the beat down by Brock. There was just no wasted motion. Cody releases the turnbuckle pad and nails Brock with the steel steps. The the two standing Cody, color, Cody cutters, absolute thing of beauty. I don't think that they announced that this was a no DQ match. They did. But let's be on but let's be honest. Mm-hmm. It needed to be. And yeah. sometimes, Dylan, there's a little bit of a gray area. AEW does this a lot where the the referee will let more things go, you know, with it mm-hmm. being like this much of a uh, a big fight feel, you know what I'm saying? This big right. a match. Uh Kamora locked by Brock uh, gets to the ropes, reverses the F five, he goes right into the exposed corner as Cody unleashes a Kimura lock. Brock drills Cody to the mat. Crossroads by Cody, followed by two more. One, two, three. And Cody Rhodes beats Brock Lesnar to end the feud. We saw a stare down at the end. And we actually saw a sign of respect by Brock, Mm -hmm. which turned out to be unplanned. Yep. So uh, that was really cool. Like I said, Cody wins the saga. Um, Rhodes continues to separate himself, I believe, as the best wrestler in the world right now. And I think it's grown every day in every match. This, to me, Dylan, was so good. Yep. The storytelling by both of these guys, top-notch, showcasing how much of a beast Brock is. As the heart of Cody just kept fighting back. I did like how Cody got a bit more offense than the last match, making this even more compelling. Pace was very consistent. I felt like these guys have great chemistry now. Um, mm-hmm. Like the last match, really liked everything about it. The steel steps didn't bother me because, like I said, they, they do let things go in a big fight like this. Um, this almost felt, I don't know if you felt it, 
This felt like Brock's only got a couple matches left. It just kind of mm-hmm. felt like that to me. Um, but this was, I think this is one of best of the best Brock matches in like the last two years. Oh, yeah. Um, he never shows respect like he did here. Uh, Cody is, I mean, let's be honest. Um, I, I, I'm just going to say it right now. I think Cody's finishing that story at Mania, and we're just one step closer to get to there, Dylan. Uh, I, this was awesome. Awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. We definitely got to see a side of Brock Lesnar that we don't normally get to see. Mm-hmm. Um, there was at a point where Brock, he was he was begging Cody to stay down. Yep. Almost in a way of mercy. And Brock doesn't show people mercy. You know, Brock has done this kind of match to Cena in the past where, you know, the big that's where the whole Suplex City came from was mm-hmm. he just destroyed John Cena for 15 minutes and then pinned him clean like it was nothing. That's the Brock Lesnar that I think people expected here because of how much heat has been in the feud. And the fact that they added that little layer of like, maybe is like Brock on the, on the verge of showing mercy. Like I mentioned, um, what was, what was Brock's intention going into the feud in the first place? Because we never actually got that explanation. A lot of people seem to think that due to Cody's loss, Brock wanted to prove to Cody that he was worthy, I guess. And that if he could beat him, then he can beat Roman and to kind of prove it to himself in a way. That does make I, sense, yeah. Yeah, and, and this kind of showed that. This match had more story match-wise than I think the other two did. And Cody went into that with a quote-unquote broken arm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, I think there's so many layers to this. And also, help me, help me figure out why when we were kids and you see Cena get beat up and then win at the end, it was everyone booed it. But then we just saw it <laughs> at SummerSlam, and I fucking love it, and you love it. Yeah, Our, yeah. I, it's just it, I, it's just you know it's just the greatness of Cody. We know how yeah. great Cena is. Just the greatness of Cody Rhodes. Yeah, I think Cody's just on another level right now. Yeah. Um best wrestler on the planet. I don't know Christian's gonna have his uh his saying when he's no, back he on said the it last show. week. He said it last week. He said last week that Cody's number one, and um. Dude, I I mean, he's probably not as gifted as an Osprey in the ring, but he just does so many, like, dude, the promos, the, the consistency, no the ring one, psychology. No is... Yeah, no one can touch his storytelling ability. No. Um, even his character work. God, um, dude. His, his promo skills are top-notch. Um, yeah, I don't think anyone he, – he, he doesn't need to do all that fancy stuff in the ring because he's able to tell a story in the ring that, no offense, I don't think – Osprey can do as well that I don't think even Rollins can do as well. Um, no, yeah, yeah, I mean, no you, can, one. you can keep naming them. So, um, yeah, here's the thing too. Like who would have thought in the beginning of 2022, we'd feel this way about Cody Rose. Yeah. Remember we, we, we used to bash him a lot the way he was portrayed yeah. in AEW. And I think we're learning that that was less Cody Rhodes and more, and more Tony, Tony Khan. Khan. Yep. Uh, because, I think he's being presented much better right now um, in WWE under early on Vince McMahon, now Triple H, um, than he ever was in AEW. And it's not like the yeah. characters change. He's doing the same stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it all comes down to how you're presented. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, would you give it a five? Oh, man, this was a lot of fun, but it was also really hard to rate. I went with 4.3. I went 4.1 here. Um, dude, I, I really enjoyed it, and I believe uh, Christian gave it a three point eight, be a little low, but um, wow. But, but uh, we're gonna get into the the next match here, the Slim Jim Battle Royal. Oh so yeah, there were two, or sorry, 
There was one surprise entrant. There's 24 people in the ring. And it was Omos. <laughs> so before Omos can get to the ring, literally everyone just starts going. And he's still on his way. <laughs> um, <Yeah>. <laughs> Apollo, JD McDonough, and Rick Boots get eliminated by Omos. Love the triple beats to the charismatic Enigma Omos. <laughs> uh, Otis gets, uh, gets thrown out by Imperium. Belly to belly suplex elimination by Chad Gable. Loved the storytelling between these two teams. Champa gets an elimination, but then gets a, uh, then eliminates Nakamura. But he literally turns around, gets dumped by Bronson Reed, really showing that story as well. Like the stare down as Santos eliminates Theory, big pop. And then Santos yeah. gets dumped by Karrion Cross, maybe foreshadowing something later. Uh, Gable eliminates Kaiser. Uh, as unfortunately, Omos is in control of the match. Thanks, Vince. Um, but the best part of the whole match, Dylan, Omos gets eliminated mm-hmm. by the field. And, dude, I literally jumped. I was literally jumping up and down. I was so happy. Oh, yeah. um, Love the stunner, skull-crushing finale combination um, by, uh, by Waller and Miz to Gable. Sheamus eliminates Waller, surprisingly. I thought he was easily going to be in the top three. Um, down to four. Uh, LA, uh, LA Knight, Bronson Reed, AJ Styles, and Sheamus. LA uh, eliminates Bronson. AJ eliminated thanks to Karen Cross. Elbow drop by LA Knight, uh, but a big knee by Sheamus. Top rope, Billy to Billy is able to eliminate Sheamus as LA Knight wins the Battle Royal. Um, I was afraid that they were going to give this to someone else, but uh, let's be honest, this was the LA Knight Invitational. Um, I hope this. This kickstarts a big push for the megastar, Dylan. Mm-hmm. Um, this was not the best battle royal. It did get a lot more fun towards the end. Um, I, I thought, you know, it was still entertaining. I, I mean, what else can you say about Chad Gable, man? He is just yeah. on another planet right now. Um, he's so, so good. I thought he was, him and LA Knight, to me, definitely were the MVPs. Um, definitely got some big pops in this match. But, um Dude, we just need to do something else with Omos, man. You just you either need to put him in NXT, you need to put him in main event, dude. That he's just he didn't get any reaction, Dylan. Nope. He, he he just needs to go. And, and here's here's the thing, like I'm not even saying cut him, but just you put him away from the main roster. The dude, the dude as like an actual person, he he looks like a really cool person. Nothing against him, but as a wrestler, man, he just shouldn't be there. Yeah, but I mean, fairly nice. Yeah, I mean, it, it, in a spot like this, I'm not as mad when Omos shows up. Um, if it's just in a battle royal where he doesn't win, fine, whatever. Um, but, yeah, no one cares about him. I hate no. to be that guy. I hate to sound mean, but just they don't. No. He got no reaction when he walked out. Um, like you said, it just is what it is. As far as the match itself, I mean, it's a battle royal. These things are always kind of hard to rate. Um Early on, it's just elimination after elimination. Get the guys out that you know aren't winning anyway. Um, but I will say the second half of this, there was a lot of lot of furthering of, of certain stories, yeah. individual stories. The fact that mm-hmm. Karrion Cross eliminated AJ Styles even after he was eliminated, that furthers that story. Uh, you got the and he eliminated between, Santos. Yeah, eliminating Santos, who is the number one contender for the U.S. See? title. Mm-hmm. All those guys are in that mix anyway, so they're kind of vying to be the next guy. Um, Santos and Theory obviously get their stare down. They're about to wrestle on Friday for the U.S. title. 
Santos um, needs to win. Yeah, I think I think I was gonna say Santos is my pick to win. Um just to kinda, you know, give someone else a shot at that title and I think he's ready for it. Yep. Um and then obviously this whole battle royal was centered around LA Knight getting something to do and then Sheamus was the second guy announced. Doesn't shock me they're the final two. I think they they work really well together. Um LA Knight finally able to hit that <laughs> jump up belly to belly. Yeah. Um, after people gave him so much shit <laughs> the past week. Um, so, yeah, I thought it was I thought it was a lot of fun. Right guy won. Yeah, it was the L.A. Night Invitational. I think it's the best way to put it. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't think they ever said if there were any stakes, but let's be honest. They weren't. Whoever <laughs> whoever won this was probably going to get a little bit of a push after this. So I'm all right with it. Yeah. Um, Dylan, would you grade it out of five? Um, I actually will go first. I give it a three point one. They're just really hard to grade. I did enjoy it, but it's just really <laughs> hard to grade. Yeah, I went at three. Same thing. Yeah. Battle royals are so difficult, but the fact that there was some furthering of individual stories here, I'm gonna give it a three. Yeah, absolutely. So let's get into the next match. Was definitely the most hated match of the uh, of the card, yep. but we're gonna get into it real quick. So it was Ronda Rousey versus Shayna Baszler in MMA Rules. Loved the dead serious look by Ronda. Shayna Baszler just comes to the ring like an absolute animal. You could feel the intensity pre-match. Ronda has never offered to touch gloves with anybody. Um, Mm -hmm. As Michael said that on commentary, I thought this was really cool. Arm drag punches to the kidney by Ronda as she locks in a great takedown. Big leg by Shayna. A leg kick by Shannon, a house kick by Shannon, nails Ronda. Obviously, this is going to be a slow-paced match due to the rules. Step-up knee by Ronda. The MMA badass is all over Shayna as these two spill on the outside. Medical team checks on Shayna. As, as we see blood uh, Ronda dis- or by Ronda, uh, Ronda destroys the two medical guys for no reason. <laughs> I did think that was pretty funny. Uh, Shayna throws her mouthpiece at her. Um, that did get a little bit of a pop. Back German to Kirafuda. Um, Shayna turns it into an arm bar um, as she locks it back into a sleeper. Uh, loved it the way, like, she had her locked in the sleeper. She was getting leveraged by biting her gloves. Dude, that was a really <laughs> cool shot right there. Um, she locked it in. Ron actually passes out. And Shayna Baszler gets a win at SummerSlam. So... This is interesting because this, to me, was everything it needed to be. But it would have been better if it was in a fight pit or an octagon Mm. because it did feel like that. Um, The stipulation really did limit what these two could do. I think – here's the thing. I think if you're a UFC fan, even with this being gimmick, like a gimmicked UFC fight – I think you really enjoyed it because you already know what you're getting. Dylan, you watch a lot of UFC still. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you see a lot of the moves that you see a lot on like a regular MMA match. So I, I did kind of like that aspect. Um, this was not for the average pro wrestling fan. This yep. probably, you know, absolutely wasn't for them. I think it really showed what Shayna could do, especially in her offense. Um, it, it was slow, but obviously it was going to be slow. It's not going to be an absolute barn burner you know, like an MMA match would be. Um, they did try to put this over. You do, you do have to give Ronda a lot of credit. Dude, she tried. Dude, Shayna tried. Yep. Um, the, you saw videos of people literally leaving for the bathroom, the concession stand. I don't think they deserve that. Um, 
But if you are a fan of MMA, I do think you enjoyed it. Um, I didn't think it sucked like the wrestling that wrestling community did <laughs> because they did try to do something creative. Um, I did think the stipulation was the thing that killed the crowd. Um, one thing, Dylan, it did give Shane a win. So yep. she's got momentum going in and she looks like a badass after the blood spot. Um, there is absolutely no way we can grade this because yeah. we, we don't have anything to base it off of. Um, Dylan, what did you think? What did you think of this? Yeah, so I like the comparison of, of pro wrestling and, and, and MMA. I will say this. If this was in the MMA world, this is a pretty solid fight. Um, yeah. I've watched a lot of UFC pay-per-views. This kind of fight is something that you would hear the crowd pop for. You know, they're, they're, they're constantly punching each other. And one of my biggest gripes about MMA sometimes is, and, and I think the crowd, the masses kind of feels the same way is when it's just on the ground the entire time they do yeah. it. Um, so in the world of MMA, this is a pretty solid fight. This isn't the world of MMA. Um, I think this needed to be some sort of fight pit thing. I think this needed to be uh, a steel cage or like, so, yeah. like this needed some sort of like, if you're going to do the MMA rules, I think Fight Pit would have been great. Um, it's a WWE gimmick way to do MMA stuff. Absolutely. Um, that's what this needed. This isn't the fan base to do this for. Um, I'm not critiquing the fans by any means. MMA fans and pro wrestling fans are very different. Like I said, this kind of fight would get the crowd to pop at a UFC pay-per-view, I think. This isn't a UFC pay-per-view. Pro wrestling fans expect... A little different stuff. Um, they expect that story to be told. They expect that theater of sorts. Mm-hmm. Um, this was just a straight up fight. I actually enjoyed it. I did too. Um, a lot of stiff shots. I mean, these two were wailing on each other. I mean, they're you know, Shayna had a little bit of a shiner going on under her eye, a little cut. Um, Ronda was bruised and beat up too. I mean, these two legit fought each other in their own little little pro wrestling gimmick way. Um, it just wasn't the right environment. I don't think this needed to be fight pit to make it, I think appeal to pro wrestling fans. I think that's the only way they could have, but I still don't think it was bad as no, no, I actually actually enjoyed it. Um, and the right person won. So yeah, it did. It it did everything it needed to obviously would have been better with, uh, you know, some kind of cage around it, but I think it did its job. We just have nothing to compare it to. So we're not going to grade it. Um, so we're going to move on. Walter taking on Drew McIntyre for the Intercontinental title. Shoulder tackle by Drew tossing Walter all over the ring area. Big headbutt from Drew, but he was dropped back first on the steel steps. Walter chops Drew into next week. Giant lariat by Walter. These two trading clotheslines. German suplex, but the Scottish Warrior gets up and takes Walter's head off. Big neck breaker by Drew. Reversal powerbomb, but the challenger or in the challenger into a future shock DDT. Big suicida by Drew, uh, but dropkick reversal powerbomb for a near fall by Walter. Top rope splash by Walter for a two count. These two continue to just chop the living hell out of each other. Claymore out of nowhere, but Drew kicks out at like 2.8. These chops by, dude, I don't know if you noticed the chops by Drew. Oh, dude, my goodness. Um, Chopping Walter's face, uh, you know, when they're on the top turnbuckle. This was nasty. Um, Walter did connect um, by basically putting. I, how did how did the finish go down? Didn't he like take him off the top turnbuckle 
I think he collided with the ropes and then he mm-hmm. uh, connected with the splash. Yeah, they did bomb. like yeah, they yeah. did like the the spot the split spot where the yeah. crotch lands on the top rope. Well, when yeah. he hits the very goofy looking splash that Walter hits, and then yeah, right, it's effective. It's yeah, effective, but it looks goofy. Yeah, it does. And that, and that, <laughs> Walter is your winner as he absolutely will break that record. And honestly, I think he should. Um, Dylan, this was an absolute war by these two. The, the mm-hmm. chop sounded like gunshots, and you could see some battle scores after the fight. I did think this match needed to be longer, yep. but what we got was still awesome. These two have great chemistry. They're just incapable of having a bad match. Everything that it needed to needed to be with the time that it got, um, but that is that the problem too? Like, how many matches on the card? Some of these middle tier matches are going to be cut down a little bit in time. Still, a really good IC title match as Walter yep. retains. Um, soon is going to beat the record. Like I said, going to be the longest and greatest IC champion of all time, in my opinion. Um, what this does as well, Dylan, um, I think it turns Drew McIntyre heel. And mm-hmm. I really think it needs to. Um, I think he needs a little bit of change of direction. I think he needs to lose his sword, become a little bit more serious. Um, I still like the match. Um, yep. I, I think it could have gone a little bit longer. But, dude, some of the chops. Oh, oh my gosh. What did you think? Yeah, this was everything it was advertised to be. This was going to be stiff. This was going to be hard-hitting. This was going to be physical. Um, and I loved every minute of it. Walter winning is the right move in my mind because he does need to break Honky Tonk Man's record. Yes. Just simply because him being at the top of that sounds cooler than Honky Tonk Man. Yeah. Um, so I'm all for WWE doing what they're doing right now, trying to freshen up their history books. I think is how someone described it once uh, with everyone getting these long reigns. So yeah, he's going to break that record. He needs to. Um, I do want to from these guys um maybe on a card that roman isn't on so they can get a 25 minute barn burner that these two are capable of this still went about 14 minutes and it was still a lot of fun um so i'm not gonna hold the time yeah i'm not gonna hold the time against them uh but i'd love to see them on a roman reigns list pay-per-view so they can get longer time and Uh, main event yeah and yeah and potentially main event the show so that's my only thing here other than that, great technical match, hard hitting, a lot of fun. Right guy won, good storytelling. I mean, you can't ask for more was, than that. Yeah, it was everything it needed to be. Uh, what'd you give it a five? I uh, went four. I just went at a flat four. Okay, I went a three point eight, and Christian went a four point one. Um, real quick, who beats Walter for the title? I still think it's got to be Drew or Sheamus. You don't or think I it's going to be Gable? You don't think Gable could do it? I forgot Seamus is on the other show now. They're yes. split. Um, I'd like it to be Drew. Um, but if you do want to build up a new star, you know, if you give, you know, a guy like Chad Gable a nice um, good run of matches and, and build him up a little bit, I think that'd be cool. Um, really, outside of Drew, the, the, the list is kind of thin. So they need to start building it up. I do, I do want to see Walter versus Bronson Reed. That'd that is fun. a match. Yeah, I, that is a match. I know they're both heels, but dude, that match would be really, really solid. Yep. Um, so that is that for that match. Three to go. Finn Balor taking on Seth Rollins for the world heavyweight title. Balor wrote seven on his shoulder, and Rollins had the vest, uh, I believe, like seven years ago, what he wore at yep. the SummerSlam when he was injured. Balor was injured. Uh, love the quick start. 
the match had like it really just felt like a fight. Finn goes after the the left uh, knee, a big stomp to the chest. Finn is really wrenching in the arm bar. Loved how he continued to target the injured body part. Corey described this seeing who would be the new face of Raw as Rollins fights back with wicked shots, wrestling leg sweep. Rollins comes back with kicks to the face. Big clothesline to create separation. Suicide dive followed by two more as the last month, or sorry, the, uh, what? I don't even know what the fuck I'm putting here. Um, I, <laughs> then it followed that with a flying forearm. Uh, Finn has blood at this point coming from his lip, delivers a huge power bomb to the barricade, barricade sling blade. Finn eats a super kick. Big elbow by Finn. Seth gets out of the arm bar. Uh, two buckle bombs followed by splash for your fall. Big forearm to the back of the neck. I love when he does that. Standing stomp by Finn. Uh, running drop kick as Finn looks to end the match. Finn uh, actually does counter a Falcon Arrow a little bit later. Uh, these two just trading shots at this point. I just love how fast Finn Balor flies off the ropes. Um, turning that into a running drop kick. Uh, Rollins hits a pedigree out of nowhere. 2.9 count. These two were both on the mat. And here comes Damian Priest. Missed curb stomp. Uh, Finn hits the pedigree for a near fall. Risk of Judgment Day come out. Basically distract Finn. But Balor kicks out of the curb stomp in a crazy moment. Seth flies onto Damien curb stomp to Mysterio. Uh, gets back in the ring. Sling blade. Drop kick to coup de gras for a near fall. And, dude, as soon as this hit for like a 2.9, I think you kind of knew where this was going. Mm-hmm. Um, stomp on the briefcase as Damien, like, pushed it in. Try to, like, get him to create separation. One, two, three. And Damian Priest actually ends up screwing Finn Balor, but Seth Rollins does retain the title. The storytelling here mm-hmm. was through the roof. The ending man was perfect. This blew the last match out of the water. And this is why Dylan and I told everyone, it was like, dude, if you think this is the best they could do at the last one, just wait till they, you know, they have a bigger stage, maybe a little bit more time, a little bit more story. Uh, this was physical all the foreshadowing was crazy good Seth towards the end dude he was awesome uh Finn at other points is just dominant looks like a badass this makes us want to tune into Monday to see what's going to be the aftermath of the Judgment Day story um and we had no cash in uh Dylan I really liked everything about this yeah this was a lot of fun I will say this is the first point of the night that I'm a little disappointed in who won not yes. only wrong, yeah. the match was great, story was great, the finish was great, everything about it was great. But going in, I wanted Balor to win because not only does he have to deal with the revenge of Seth Rollins trying to get his title back, but then his own stablemate has this yeah. fucking briefcase looming over his head, and now he's got to kind of look over both shoulders. I feel like that would have added a really cool layer to Mondays um, with finished champion. Mm-hmm. Um we're not we didn't get that, obviously. Seth wins. But what we did get was still a lot of fun. This was hands down better than what they did at Money in the Bank. And I said it was gonna be better. I told everyone it was gonna be better. And I was right. You were right. We were all right. Um Christian's not here, but he was right too. Um this This was main event worthy, I yes. will say. Obviously, Roman on a card, Roman's gonna main event. I get that. Um on a Roman list pay-per-view, this main event's a show. 
and this tears the house down. And I mm-hmm. think it did steal the show up to this point. So um, a lot, a lot of fun. Two great wrestlers, great stories being told. Really intrigued to see what happens with Damian Priest and Finn Balor. There were a lot of fan shots. I don't know if you saw this. They were arguing up the walkway that wasn't yeah. shown on TV. Yep. Um, so, yeah, there's there's more and more layers. Can't um, wait. What did you give the match out of five? 4.8. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. I give it a I give it a 4.4. Four. And I believe Christian also gave it a 4-4 four, four as well. But before we get into the next match, Dylan, um, there was a hilarious Mike's Harder Lemonade commercial involving yeah. the Alpha Academy and the Miz, <laughs> where Maxine called the Miz a mark. Yep. <laughs> oh, man, great stuff there. Dude, Chad Gable is just come on, doing an Otis in this role, dude. Oh, man, he's great, yeah. too. Oh, Ready yeah. to move on. He is her. Charlotte Flair, Bianca Belair, Asuka for the women's title. What do they call this title, Dylan? It's, the just, the on du- it's just the WWE Women's Championship. Okay. Uh, Bianca runs over Charlotte, but Flair delivers a back suplex to Asuka. The stare down they have wanted for some time now, Charlotte and Bianca. Flair delivers a big knee to the ridge. Springboard splashed by Bianca onto her opponents. As you could see, the added intensity of the eyes of Bianca tonight. Huge knee strike to the face by Asuka. Driven suplex by the champ. Massive kicks. But again, the champion uh, catches Flair. Um, I, I think she attempted a spear, but Asuka's there again to, uh, to reverse it. Big cross body by Flair. Uh, massive chops tossing her opponents around the ring. And you cannot deny the pure ability that Charlotte does possess. Double natural selection by the challenger. Code breaker by Asuka. And even the crowd is not into it at this point. But the match has been really good, so I was very confused. Uh, Love the sequence by Flair and Asuka punching each other in the face. Also, the neckbreaker DDT combination by Belair was awesome. Uh, Double spine buster, missed double moonsault, but eats a spear. Asuka locks in the Asuka lock on Charlotte. Belair now hits a moonsault splash. Charlotte punches Asuka, literally, dude, into next week. Oh, my gosh. Moonsault by Charlotte onto Bianca as she gets up. Eats a giant kick to the face. Charlotte drives Asuka out of the ring with a huge kick. Inside out German by Bianca. Sit up powerbomb by Belair. Asuka lock into Bianca. And this is just nonstop action. Neckbreaker whipping Bianca's face in the turnbuckle. Double moonsault by Charlotte. And Bianca gets driven on the outside knee first. And this is when the match started turning. Uh, medical team checks out Bianca, uh, superplexed by Asuka. When they're kind of uh, looking at Bianca on the outside, but Oscar uh, does hit that superplex. Bianca gets helped out by the staff as Asuka and Charlotte beat the crap out of each other. Spear by Charlotte near fall. Uh, the resilient babyface Bianca does come back in the fray with a big 450 on Charlotte as she sells the legs so well. Bianca and Charlotte connect with huge strikes, goes for the KOD, but Charlotte goes for a figure eight. So she has it locked in. She gets the figure eight. Asuka comes back, missed to the face on the Charlotte. Um, Asuka misses a kick. Uh, Bianca goes for a basically a schoolgirl pin. One, two, three. And Bianca Belair wins the title, which was a little shocking, but then it all turns again. You hear the music, out comes Io Sky. 
Um, Bailey has the briefcase. She absolutely wrecks Charlotte with the briefcase, um, takes out Asuka. Um, Io cashes in. She hits the top rope moonsault. One, two, three, and Io Sky wins the WWE Women's title. Just a great moment, dude. She mm-hmm. absolutely deserves it. Um, you could see just the pure happiness in Bailey's eyes. Um, we see Dakota Kai come into the ring, celebrate with the new champion. Um, I loved every single second of this. Uh, Bianca winning made all the sense in the world at the end, Dylan. It really did. You save Bianca and Charlotte for a bigger stage like Mania, and you prove it doesn't need for a title either. So I really hope they do it not title. You also save Asuka versus EO for a bigger event. I loved the sheer excitement of damage control. Like I said, uh, the, the match, dude, I don't care what the internet says, man. This yeah. match was awesome. Constant yeah. action, storytelling, especially at the end, very physical style by Asuka. Uh, Belair, always consistent, great athlete. Charlotte just always steps up in the biggest moments. Chemistry was on point, difficulty in moves. I, I loved uh, the moment at the end. It's absolutely one of the moments of the year. The match was a banger, I thought, Dylan. I really thought this was good. Oh, just, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't understand the internet sometimes. People say it was boring. Yeah, I saw a lot of people say this was boring. The, the crowd even seemed kind of dead for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I didn't get it. Um, yeah, dude, I like this from start to finish. Um, I will say one of the best uh, fake injury spots I've seen in a long time because I text you, I thought Bianca was legit hurt. The way yeah. commentary was even talking about, remember, um, like when it happened, Corey was like, hey, can we get the camera off her? That's never been done in, wrestling, in, no. in WWE when, when it's a kayfabe injury, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, that he was like, hey, give her give her space, get the get the camera off. And like you could even tell like Asuka and Charlotte even looked a little confused. Like I thought that was legit. Um great, great work by Bianca. Yeah. Um, and it all made sense because it tied into EO cashing in, which was a lot of fun too. Uh the the knee injury and everything like that. So so kudos to Bianca for selling that beautifully. Um if she's not legit hurt. Match itself, so much fun. I hate the internet saying this was boring. Bianca winning, I will say initially I was upset, but the moment I heard EO's music, I'm like, oh, all this makes sense. It all yep. made sense. Sometimes yep. you just got to wait it out a little bit. Yeah, It all will make sense. We'll EO that, being dude. champion, I love it. Future matches with Asuka on the horizon, definitely. Future matches with Bailey. Remember, they've been kind of iffy the last several weeks or so. Um so there's the whole damage control dissension. Dude, what um, about EO versus Kairi Sane? That'd be a lot of fun. You can even yeah. do EO versus Dakota Kai. Um, yeah, if, you could have, you could have does, Dakota win the Rumble. Yeah, if if EO does leave damage control or whatever, her feuding with them, a lot of new stories on the horizon for the women's title, and I think that's oh. a very, very big need. And one thing that no one's talking about, remember, Selena Vega got two singles wins over EO. So technically, yeah. Selena Vega's in, um, yeah, ready for a title shot and the run, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lot, lot of new stories going on that could Would you potentially give it up? happen. Would you give it up five? Are we rating everything or just the triple yes, threat? Everything, everything. I'm at a four point four. I'm at a four point four. Christian actually gave it three point six. Uh, I thought it was a little too low for Come that one. Come on, Christian. But uh, we are gonna get to the main event of the evening, Jay. Jay Uso challenges Roman Reigns for the undisputed WWE Universal title in tribal combat. 
the pre-match video package, unbelievable. Big fight feel, and here we go. The eyes of Jay Uso staring down Roman. The challenger delivering big shots. Um, another big right. Um, hands to the mid, or sorry, with a, falls that with a mid kick and, and a suicide dive. Sending Roman to the steel steps. Interesting to see Jay dominant early in this match when it's always Roman dominant early in the match. Gets out of the table, but Roman catches Jay, tossing him in steel steps. Loved how Roman whipped Jay's neck into the turnbuckle. Drive by into a near fall by the treble chief. Jay turns the tie going for a dive, but Roman grabs a kendo stick, obliterating the challenger. Jay looking for a rally, uh, some big right hand, but Roman is so dominant. Uh, Lariats plus strikes in the corner, no way to block it. Kendo stick shots by Jay, unloading all of his frustrations. Loved how he used the weapon to help him with leverage getting Roman over the top, uh, setting up for an outside dive. Caught with the Superman punch for a two count, miss spear super kick uh, for a near fall. Um, caught with a Superman punch for a two count, uh, Miss Spear super kick into a Uso splash for another near fall. Jay grabs a chair. Love it. Facial expressions by Heyman. Dude, Heyman is so good with facial expressions, especially mm-hmm. in these big moments. Um, he has been his whole career as well. Um, so I, I believe it's Jay that brings like eight more steel chairs in the ring as Roman delivers a power bomb onto the chairs, which was nasty. Uh, back and forth. Here we go. Jay delivers a Samoan job to Roman. Through the table, Jay grabs a like, like a strap. These two uh, fight in the audience. Solo blindslides Jay out of nowhere. Rock bottom to the table. What the fuck was that? <laughs> Just keep going. Oh, it drags him back to the to the ring. Another spinning solo. Uh, going for a spear spike combo as Roman spears Solo Sokoa on accident. Jay spears Roman for a 2.9 count chair shots to Solo. And Roman really showing his aggression um, after what they did to Jimmy. Super kick out of nowhere uh, by Solo as he stares down Roman. And, dude, that that told the whole story. Uh, mm-hmm. Jay spears Roman through the barricade. Uh, Jay splashes Solo through the announce table. Um, throws Roman to the ring. Spear into an Uso splash. And it all turns. There is a... So he hits Uso splash one two the hands going down for two point nine out of nowhere a masked man uh, breaks up the count he takes the hood off and it is Jimmy Uso super kick um, he throws um, back in the ring um, and then Roman I, I believe they did the finish where he speared him through the table yep. and Roman retains. We have a lot to unwind. Um, first of all, <laughs> Roman retaining was the right move. I think everyone but Christian thought he was keeping that belt. Uh, the match itself was awesome. A lot of weapons being used, storytelling was everything. The solo stare down, the disdain for Jey Uso. I saw people I saw people say this was boring, and I, I, I didn't get it. I didn't get it. Uh, but everyone, um, everyone's talking about the turn. So, mm-hmm. Jimmy, does does Jimmy actually side with Roman? I think there's a few reasons to consider here. One being that, you know, Jay is the one getting the SummerSlam minute bent as he continued to play second fiddle. So maybe there's, you know, is there jealousy? Before, you know, uh, Jimmy was hurt, was he the guy that was supposed to get that big push? There's just so many layers that, you know, is, is Jimmy afraid of Roman? So he's trying to, like, not get Jay hurt. You know, um, there's just so much you can consider. This adds even more layers to the story. Remember, mm-hmm. we just have to get to Mania. We just got to get to Cody Roman. 
we don't know. We just we just have to get there. So extending the story was needed. Jay becomes or sorry, Jimmy becomes one of the most hated guys on the roster. It makes Roman look even more evil. But man, dude, that solo Sokoa turn is coming. Yep. All we can do now is see how it unfolds as Jay versus Jimmy at payback probably is the main event. If this is the direction that they go, I'd like to see this go to Mania. I really would. I'd like to maybe them do an injury angle. But um, I thought the match was awesome. What do you think? I'm actually very happy you said that last point because for as long as this bloodline stuff's been going on, all the layers that Triple H has been adding, I wouldn't be shocked if we got some sort of Jey Uso injury angle. He takes time off, and then him and Jimmy do eventually face at Mania. That would be a lot of fun. Obviously, they're probably going to face a payback, which is still going to be a lot of fun. Um, people forget that the whole main event Jey Uso thing started because Jimmy was hurt. Yeah. Three years ago. That's why Jay was a solo competitor exactly. anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the story you can go with here to kind of ease some of the confusing minds is what if Jimmy, like you said, is jealous of Jay. Jay gets all these amazing opportunities at Jimmy's expense. Remember, he was written off TV a month ago at the hands of Solo and Roman. That's what set this match up anyway. So maybe does Jimmy feel like, hey, like how come he gets rewarded every time like something bad happens to me. You know what I mean? Like he, mm-hmm. so yeah, I think it very much could be the jealousy angle. I think I can see the argument of why people want a Jey Uso to win. If that was the ultimate, if this was just bloodline stuff, that would be the storybook ending. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way they intertwined Cody Rhodes into this whole fucking thing yeah. last spring, I think it, I think it does have to end with him. Yeah. Um, even though Jay would have made great storyline sense, I'm not saying that Roman winning was the correct move or anything. It was just what was going to happen. Yes. Um, I would have loved to see Jay win. I think it would have been a lot of, lot of fun. It would have gotten a massive pop. Dude, he was over. Do you see his entrance? Yeah. The crowd was jumping just for Jay Uso. He's definitely over. He has that it thing that the crowd likes to latch onto. He's, he, he cuts a good promo. He's solid in the ring. There's a lot to love about Jay Uso. But obviously, Cody has to win. Yes. Um, and that's kind of at the fault of WWE. They, they integrated him into that story during the whole Bloodline stuff, and then they started the dissension during the Cody stuff. Like, yeah, it is what it is. But anyway, this, this is a lot of fun. This was great storytelling, as every Bloodline thing has been the last several months, the last three years, really. Um, we're going to get Jay Jimmy coming out of this. Um, I think around Royal Rumble time is when you're going to start to see, or when Solo is officially split from Roman, I think it's going to be a slow burn, and I'm perfectly okay with that. And he's going to be aligned with Paul Heyman. That's my prediction. Um, Because I think Roman and Cody has to be Roman alone. Yes. I think that has to be the story. So Cody can prove to him that it was, like he said the night after Mania, if it was one-on-one, man-on-man, I'm better than you. So I think that has to be the story at Mania. So the Solo stuff you can hold on to a little longer, get through the winter time, around the Royal Rumble, and then you can push him as a solo guy. No, um, 100%. But, like, yeah, like, dude, there's so many stories coming from this. And that, yeah. that's great. Roman's now going to get a little time off. I don't think he's going to feud with anyone anytime soon, at least, like, one-on-one. Um, and I Respect. think that's okay, because now you get to focus a little more. Jimmy and Jay could be the main event. Maybe, uh, you know, Theory can make a paper, or, or the U.S. title as a whole can make a pay-per-view because Roman won't be around on SmackDown. There's a lot of cool stuff. 
coming from this, not just with the bloodline thing, but SmackDown as a general. Um, kind of closes that woman's title. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of closes the book on the whole Roman Reigns, Jey Uso thing. And now you just have the kind of other stuff. Who do you think goes over Jay or Jimmy? When um, that match de- actually happens? It, well, it's definitely not going to be just one match. No. You no. got it. I think Jay is ultimately the one that goes over in the end. I wouldn't even be against if they have a match at payback and then maybe they have another match at um, uh, fast lane, I think is after payback. I think right? Jimmy. J- yeah. That, that's actually and then, and then you do an injury angle. Yeah. So there, it's not as far out. And then you start building it around uh, elimination chamber. And Jimmy going needs to win the first one. You think so? So if they yeah, do it as I, payback, you're saying Jimmy wins? Yeah, I think you need to put him more as that heel character, what you're doing, get him mm-hmm. even more hated, and then you go from there. But uh, what would you yeah. grade it out of five? Oh, man. The match itself was great, but it was also a Roman Reigns match. We've, yes. seen, it, we've seen it a dozen times, and I'm not going to say they're bad by any means. Hey, no Roman, ref spot, though. Yeah, yeah, ref didn't get taken out. <laughs> um. So, yeah, a Roman match has become a Roman match. That's much better. That's more of a compliment now than it used to be um, because he is good. They're yeah. usually long. A lot of storytelling involved. I'm going to go 4.5 yeah. out of 10. Yeah. Or out of 5, excuse me. Um, I went uh, I went 4.4, and I believe Christian actually gave it 4.7. So we're all around the same uh, boat there. We all really enjoyed it. And we have to tune in and see what happens next. But uh, Dylan, that is SummerSlam. We mm-hmm. tell the audience overall analysis of the event, match of the night, great out to Overall analysis, very consistent night of wrestling. Yes. Everything delivered. The only thing that really didn't deliver was Baszler and Rousey. But, and I think that was more environment yeah. yes. induced and not necessarily their efforts. Yeah, the, the fight was good, just wasn't the right environment for it. Um, I love the stories being furthered in most of these matches, um, even the Battle Royal. You know, you got some storylines. And what does Cody uh, do next? Yeah. Well, yeah. Now the big question is, you know, we're not going to get Cody Brock four. That, that was definitely the end with the hug and the handshake. Um, so, yeah, where does Cody go from here? Does he get involved in the world title picture? Uh, is Jimmy actually affiliated with Roman or did he act on his own? Like, I – and I think that's a success. Even though people view SummerSlam as one of the big four or big five now, it should end a lot of feuds. Some feuds were ended. We're not getting Brock Cody anymore. Okay, cool. Um, we may not get Seth and Finn again because we may get Finn and uh, Damian um, and the whole Judgment Day stuff because now Finn's down 2 nothing to Seth. He doesn't really have a foot to stand on and we're when not it comes getting, to asking um, for another match. We're not getting Jay and Roman anymore. Yeah, we're not getting Jay and Roman. We're getting Jay and something else. So so feuds did end here. Um, and then stories were also furthered, and I think that's a big success. Match of the night, I'm going to go a little bit of a hot take. I'm going to go world heavyweight title. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Seth and Finn tore the house down. And I'm slightly more intrigued on what happens with all of that. Because, A, you know, Seth still has this relatively newer title. So what new challengers are he going to face? Finn's really been the only one he's feuded with since he won the title. Um, So is he going to have a new challenger? What happens with the Judgment Day? I think those stories are a little more 
intriguing than mm-hmm. the only thing coming out of the WWE title was we're getting Jimmy and Jay, which is going to yeah. be great, but Roman's probably going to take a back seat for a little bit due to his yeah. schedule. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go uh, Seth and Finn for my okay. match of the night. Rating out of 10, I'm going to go 8.8 out of nice. 10. Very, yeah, very high. Um, this, this was a lot of fun. There was a lot to uh, like here. Very consistent, like you said. There really wasn't a dud. Um, I think Shayna Ronda could have been better with the environment, like you said. But everything else yep. had a purpose. LA Knight was able to get a big win, too. So um, everything did have a lot of um, future implications, which I liked. Um, and uh, it was overall just a very entertaining uh, show to watch, I, I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, Great out of 10, I probably would go like 8.2. Still very nice, though. It was still a very, very good, uh, very good show. Um, and like you said, not a lot to like, not like about it. There's a lot I, to like about it, which I liked. Yeah. Did I say 8.8? Yes. I meant 8.5. My bad. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Christian actually gave it a nine. Wow. So he was, he was, he was very into it. I, like I said, a lot to like, there wasn't yep. a lot to dislike, like the other ones without nine. Um, yeah. but, uh, match of the night. Um, I believe Christian gave it to Jay versus Roman. Um, mm-hmm. Dude, this is tough. This goes down to two for me. Um, dude, I'm almost considering giving it to Brock Cody. Ooh. But I I think I am going to go Seth versus Finn. I think that was the best match. But Brock Cody was right there, too. I loved it. Um, and then, obviously, you know, Travel Combat and then the rest of it. But um, still very successful night of wrestling. But uh, we're going to move on. Dylan, what is your dummy album of the week? All right, so I know you tried to defend it at the beginning of the show, but I have to bring this up. My dummy uh, moment of the week goes to WWE's slight inconsistency with their own fucking rules. I'm sorry it bothered me. First off, Cody and Brock was not billed as a no disqualification match. It should have been, by the way, should have been. But Cody gets to use the steps. Ref wasn't blind or anything. He wasn't taken out. He just did it. Now, I saw some people tried to argue that, like, well, you know, the steps are technically part of the ring environment. Like, they don't disqualify people for throwing them into barricades. Why is using the steps so taboo? I can get that angle. And you kind of said it a little earlier. Sometime in those big fight fields or even, like, big games, you know, take it to football, for instance. Refs are a little more lenient at, like, hand fighting with receivers and corners and big Mm -hmm. moments. So, yeah, maybe they just, like, ah, fuck it. It fit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Eh, slight inconsistency. The big one, though, and this is the main one that I want to talk about, is tribal combat itself. WWE put on their own website explaining the rules that even though the match was no disqualification, no count out, anything goes, there was also to be no interference because it would, quote unquote, anger the elders. Remember, this in storyline was put together by the family in a way. And, and, and they're, like the heritage thing played a big factor. So Jimmy and Solo technically weren't allowed to be there. So I think that also adds another layer of the storytelling that we were talking about is what happens with them. Are they going to keep with that story? But still, the fact that they put it on their website and then it happened like three times, it raises raises some inconsistencies for me. So I get get they're not major things and you can can overlook them, but um, they did just kind of bother me. Yeah, so we'll jump right into mine. I know I totally get it, but I, I can get over it. Um, yeah. So, 
Vince always gets half of mine. He really should get every week. But my other half is going to go to Becky Lynch. There was a lot of chatter about the women's division this week in WWE, especially concerning the upcoming Becky Lynch versus Trish Travis match. Now, there wasn't any confirmed by Triple H. There wasn't any set in stone plans for when this match was going to happen like the last match. According to Triple H, it was never considered for the biggest party of the summer. So, on Instagram, I believe it was, there's multiple shots by Becky Lynch towards WWE. Basically being salty that her match is not on the card. Um, Apparently, Trish also was not happy about the result going into the SummerSlam. Um, Dylan, this was one of the longer feuds, but I felt like it was the weakest feud. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think Shayna Ronda had a better story going in and, you know, went only like four to five weeks. Um, my personal opinion was that this was the right call taking it off. Because if you went with another women's match, we're probably here till 1230 at night. Um, so you really have to just like consider everything with how much time you gave travel combat. Yeah. Becky has been pretty um, lackluster in the ring, in my opinion. And the, and the stories that they're kind of you know, telling with Trish about like whole tattoo and stuff. I didn't really care for that. I thought it was yeah. getting stagnant. Um, since the event ended up taking you know place after midnight, like I said, um, I personally didn't care for the shots at Triple H. And then he kind of delivered one back. Um, I get their big names, Dylan. I know Becky Lynch, mm-hmm. big name Trish, but uh, I'm not losing sleep that I wasn't on it. Yeah, like I said, hindsight's 2020, and I understand why some of these matches were left off. Remember, um, they could have done the United States title. It's now getting a standalone thing on SmackDown. Most definitely will main event that episode, I would assume. Um, I can I can understand the Becky and Trish thing as well. I think if they would have put them on. And I do kind of defend this in a way um, because I try and view it not just as a fan, but also like the business sense of it. Mm -hmm. You normally want your biggest names to be on your bigger shows, which is the whole reason why I had a little beef with the fact that Becky and Trish were left off of it just simply because they're massive names. And maybe that, maybe if you would have put them on the card just simply because they're big names, it wouldn't have been fair to one of those other stories like you said. Um, so hindsight being 2020, I think they made the right move. Uh, the matches that we did get all kind of made sense as far as story development and things like that. And you knew Roman was getting close to 40 minutes. So are you going to have your fans there till 1am? And then you have people bitching online that the show was too long. Yeah. Or do you just say, you know what, we'll let these two main event a raw or whatever, or main event payback or main event fast lane or whatever. Some like the B, the B shows I hate to say, but you know, not one of the big fours. Yeah. Um, I think, I think that's okay. Um, so yeah, I get people's frustration, but at the end of the day, SummerSlam was still a million bucks. It was still a lot of fun. And looking at the card we got, I'm not sitting here longing for Becky and Trish. You know what I mean? Just just let them main event raw. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. They'll, they'll have a moment down the road. Maybe it be on raw. Maybe it be at payback. Like I said, we'll see. Um, Dylan, uh, do you know what we're doing next week? Yeah, so next week we're doing yeah. a NXT. I just wanted to make right? sure. <laughs> yes, just wanted to make sure. Yeah, so our celebration of black and gold continues next week as we review NXT Takeover Unstoppable. Um, that's the next one on our list. Uh, we're basically not only going over our famous moments of black and gold, but we're also educating Christian at the same time. Yeah. So these are always a fun, 
fun show for us. We get to relive some stuff that Kyle and I really liked, and Christian gets to see it with fresh eyes. Uh, so he will hopefully be on the show next week with us. He will. Yep. Um, so, yeah, really looking forward to that. Black and gold time, baby. Yeah, it is the best time. Um, real quick, are there going to be any surprises on Raw tonight, though? Is anyone going to be coming back? Is there going to be anything um, that catches your eye? I will say real quick, um, there is there was a show for India that was confirmed. Yep. So we're probably are going to see in a sheer. We're probably do Shankies on the card. Oh, dude, like, I really hope we don't get to that point. But, like, I do expect to see some of those guys as they build for that India show, which I think it's not like an actual pay-per-view, though. So I, Yeah, I think it's – Or a payment live event. It's, it's being – a lot of people are comparing it – Like more of a house show. A lot of people are comparing it to kind of how Crown Jewel is or, or um, you know, one of those shows where even though it happens and there probably are going to be some storylines there – it is mostly just a spectacle. Yeah. Um, it's actually being called, coincidentally, Superstar Spectacle, I think is what Okay, so it will be more of a house show. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and looking at the the poster that they put out for it, you got Seth Rollins, Drew McIntyre, Rhea Ripley, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn. You have big names seemingly advertised, Walter and Imperium. But then you do have Indusheer. You do have Matt Riddle, um, who hasn't been uh, booked very well lately. Um, you have some other names, so it looks like they're just going to get people on the card. This is supposed to be September 8th. It's taking place yeah, on Friday, like so yeah, you, yeah. You're, you're pretty much spot on. It's going to be – it looks like it's going to be on Peacock, like one of those like streamed live events, but it is being – I don't think it's going to be super canon to a lot of stories. You might have we're a world title We're not doing match, a full show review. No, we're not doing a full show review. I'll probably just lump that into that week's WWE stuff. Yeah. But yeah. uh, any big so, yeah, we'll definitely tonight. talk about it. Um, I no, no, I don't see anything okay. spectacular happening. I right. do think the big keys of Raw. Obviously, we're going to know the future plans of Cody Rhodes. What's going to happen with him now that the Brock stuff is done, um, and the Judgment Day stuff. I think those are the two most yeah. intriguing things to look out for on Raw. All right, I appreciate everyone listening. To this point, we have a lot of stuff coming. Um, but uh, we are super excited to see uh, what we have in the next couple months. And I have a couple things maybe in the works too. So uh, very excited about that, Dylan. Um, we are on the road to all in. Yeah. Right? And AW's all in. Yep. All in's next. And before we go off the air, um, I do want to give a special uh, belated birthday wish to you, my friend. Yes, sir. I, uh, the big 2-7. Big 2-7. I bet that dude drank a lot of Kool-Aid last night. Drank a lot of Prime, baby. Yeah, that's all Kyle prime. drinks. Yeah, drink some Prime. <laughs> my Mike Trout year is, uh, is underway. But, um, <laughs> dude, it took me a while to think of someone who wore 27. But we will uh, end it there. Eddie Lacy. Eddie Lacy. Do you remember when he for was uh, real in as, shape? Yeah. Yeah. For as much as you can eat, this might be your Eddie Lacy year. Yeah. Dude, you could probably eat triple what you and I could eat combined. But, uh, <laughs> but, we will, <laughs> but uh, that is it for us. We will catch everyone next week. Yeah.